We are live for the Best Ball Bash, JWB Fantasy Football's home for everything best ball, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best place for best ball drafts. If you're not already on Underdog, you should get on Underdog right now and use code JWB for a first-time deposit match up to $100. I'm your host, as always, Wyatt, and I'm here with my friend Paul Paul Patterson, in fact, on Twitter at Paul underscore DFF. And today we will be drafting the puppy. But before that, we got to roll the intro, so stay tuned. I'm sad I talked about Miko because I feel like this is coming out in the chat and people are talking about me and Miko. I'm not here for it, okay? <laughs> I actually have a, an unfortunate amount of Kenny Pickett exposure so far. And it makes no sense to me. Like, why do people hate him right now? Is it because he played injured? Anyway, I, mean, I wouldn't be happy if you tell me you want to draft Jameson Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how are you? Doing great, Wyatt. How are you tonight? Fantastic. Always a good night when Best Paul is involved. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to get another puppy draft. We better hurry because this thing's filling up. Like, you can't yeah. believe. <laughs> I, I know. I was planning to do this. And then, like, I saw it was hit 80% like yesterday. I'm like, what? I, okay, I guess this is the last puppy draft we're going to be able to do. Yeah, my last draft yesterday, I was like, I really hope this thing doesn't fill before Sunday night because that would be really <laughs> anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, we've got some people in the chat already, so I'm going to say what's up to everyone here. Uh, Detman, our favorite, number one JWB fan out there uh, in, this, in the place to be. Mike Ray, here we go. Thanks for being here. Detman mentioning that best ball has become his favorite. It's, it's, a, it's pretty great. It's addictive. <laughs> uh, Omega King in the building as well. He's always crashing. Ben, thanks for joining. Ben's here every week, too. Good to see you again. All right, Paul. Love it. Love it. Yeah, before we actually jump into the draft, I just want to ask you, you know, how have your drafts been so far, especially post-NFL draft? How how are your best ball drafts going? Uh, yeah, post-NFL draft, I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I see. I've been able to come away with some different builds that I'm, I'm happy with. Um, I will say the one thing that I've found difficult to navigate are these round two quarterbacks. I feel like... Mm-hmm. When I do draft one of these guys, it, it is very hard to build something that I feel great about, but it's also kind of hard to leave them out because of the ceilings that they have. So that's one thing I've been I've been grappling with. I think I'll probably mix them in, but unless their ADPs yeah. drop, I'm probably going to be a little underweight on those quarterbacks. Have you had have you found that you've had trouble doing that as well? Yeah, I mean, like I mix some in just because I want to have some exposure to the elite QBs. Um just in case it is that, you know, you had to have Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes this year or whatever, you know, I yeah. just want to at least have some exposure to it, but it is tough drafting those elite QBs. Um, it really, really makes it hard to, it feels like you're behind somewhere uh, when you do Yeah. It. I mean, you are, it's just so tricky because with the, the tournament structure, it's like, if one of those guys scores 40 in week 17, like you're going to need to have that guy. It doesn't matter how bad the rest of your team looks, you know? So yeah. Uh, it's tricky. You just kind of have to bite the bullet, I guess, and just embrace the variance. But I never, my teams don't look as, uh, as tweetable when I'm finished. If I have one of those <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks, like they don't look pretty, I'm going to need a little bit of luck. Uh, so, you know, when Christian Watson ends up as your wide receiver one, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it can be a little rough sometimes. Uh, the other thing that I have noticed though, um, is that I'm just really digging the running back values later on, especially like rounds nine through 11. There's just mm-hmm. like a whole row of, uh, a very best ball friendly running backs, like guys that I wouldn't necessarily feel good starting on a weekly basis, but guys that I love adding to my team. So if you can do like a hero RB structure with somebody early, you know, a Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. or something, I love loading up on like Khalil Herbert, Rashad Penny, uh, Devin and chain, Samaj P Ryan, Elijah Mitchell. Like those guys are all going 
so late that you can really fill out the running back room with those guys and feel like you're going to get enough spike weeks out of that, you know, running back by committee. I'm with you. And I'm even liking, now you have to balance it because of the way the wide receivers get drafted, but because of the way the wide receivers get pushed up, you can find yourself getting what are like fringe RB ones in like the fifth round a lot of times. And if you're able to balance it correctly and not fall behind in wide receivers, because that's happened. It's happened to everybody. I'm sure where you're like, you almost like fall into the running back value trap where it's like, Oh, but there's like another RB one. He's still here. Like I have to. And then you, next thing you know, you have three RBs in your first five rounds and, and people keep drafting wide receivers and loud. You're like, well, I, it's just, you know, it doesn't help me anymore to draft another running back. So I have to now overdraft a wide receiver just because of structure. Yeah. I feel like with best ball, it's like uniquely one of these things where you, you can't, like you have to pay the piper at some point. Like you, you have to draft wide receivers. There's like no way around yeah. it. You can't just be like, well, you know, I'll find value on the waiver wire later. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to draft the wide receiver. So even though I think that they're being pushed up to a ridiculous degree where they're definitely overpriced in a vacuum relative to the other players, it just doesn't matter. Like you have to draft, you're going to have to make some weird decisions where you're taking like obvious wide receiver twos over potential workhorse running backs. And you just have yeah. to, factor that in but that's i kind of like going wide receiver early in these drafts because yeah. that allows me to maybe grab some of that perceived value at running back so um if i can start my draft with a jefferson chase cup or tyree kill or something then i feel like i can take advantage of that running back value yeah. starting to slip into the quote-unquote dead zone that's uh that's maybe not so much of a dead zone now that adp has shifted yeah Diminishing returns is the phrase I was trying to get out while going on my running back spiel about, you know, having to stop at a certain point and just force yourself to. There you go. Wide receivers struggling on this Sunday evening. Yeah. I mean, you can only start three running backs in a week, right? So if you take, you know, as soon as you take your fourth running back, you know, that's a player that you don't actually want to be using on a regular basis. Um, Yeah. And also, you know, we know that there are running backs that are going to come available later in drafts that are going to become very fantasy relevant and you want to take advantage of that. So if you're loading up on running backs early, you're setting yourself up to not really benefit from that running back value. That's going to pop up later. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're going to win one yeah. of these tournaments, you're going to need at least one running back that's coming from the later rounds that ends up luck boxing into that workhorse role down the stretch. Yeah. When you go too heavy RB early there, there's always this point in the draft where, the top of the available players is these running backs who are falling down ADP and you're like, well, I can't even take them because they literally do nothing for my team. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I feel like two early running backs can be viable, but if I take two early, I'm not looking for a third one until, you know, round nine, round 10. Um, for yeah. sure. You have to just accept that there are limits to the amount of capital you can put into each position. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, Dave in the building, as always, we appreciate you. Uh, Deadman saying that he agrees about the, those rounds of RBs, uh, that you were mentioning before. All right, let's draft. Let's do it. Let's totally do it. All right. I've never done a live. I've never done a draft live like this before. So this is going to be a whole new kind of stress. (laughs) Let me move this thing over next to my, uh, I've got, I've got, uh, by weeks up. I've got week 17 up. So if you need to know something, you let me know. <laughs> okay, perfect. You can be my, yeah, you can be my like information that you can get from me. You can be my guy in the chair. Yeah. We yeah. got this. All right. I just All got right. my, uh, my takes up over here. Okay. 
Let's full screen this thing so I can actually see the board. All right. Oh, good. We Big got 10. a kind of a turn pick. That's that's good. Give us a little uh, bit of time to think. Looks like Ben is in here with us. He's got pick three. Um, checking all the names. Mike Ray, see you. Pick seven. Omega is right after us at uh, the 112. So I'll say right off the bat here that I definitely like picking in the top seven. Um, mm -hmm. I have a, I have a pretty clear top seven with Jefferson Chase, Cup, Hill, Bijan, McCaffrey, and Kelsey. Uh, I really really like that group. So and I have had a lot of picks in the early the early part of round one. So this will be a little different. But if I well, had I, picks, I, mm -hmm. I hate to do this to you because I've been drafting in the back of the first every time. Like I rarely get a front half of the first round pick. It's just so I don't bad luck. Just this year. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've picked a well, first or second. I'm gonna have <laughs> to lean on your uh, your expertise then and see who who you like. <laughs> but I, I feel like if I can get Adams or Diggs here in round one, that's probably where I'll go. Um okay. I like Eckler, but he's I'm I'm honestly a little like skeeved out by this whole charger situation. Like I just I don't know. It's it gives me weird vibes. I'm just gonna wait till later in the summer <laughs> to draft Eckler. So until we know what's going on with him. And I I like uh, Eckler preferably uh in the early second as opposed to actually in the first round yeah maybe if he comes back around to us we can go Eckler. but um i'll take i'll take adams or i'll take Diggs and then adams in that order if they if they do fall to us at 10 okay uh yeah, jeff I, in the chat saying that he's actually dropped in the eighth so this this chat is loaded up oh uh, man jeff, i'm gonna get sniped here. on every turn i'm gonna wait yeah. a little bit closer till the time we pick to uh announce who we're gonna take yeah, yeah turn on dave saying <laughs> y'all are gonna get sniped all draft long by omega yeah i don't uh, doubt it he's coming for us is he is he behind us is he drafting yeah he's picked us? 12 oh boy all right well we have to play it close to the vest here wide if we're gonna win this tournament <laughs> I know, right? uh, i'm not starring anybody yeah. so <laughs> yeah but i will but i will say since i already tipped my hand yeah i Diggs and Adams is really close for me. I'm just leaning uh -huh. Diggs because of the positional, um, or sorry, of the team continuity with Allen sure. as opposed to the new quarterback. It's just like that gives it a slight edge for me, but I'm not super partial either way. So Lamb, yeah. Lamb is also in consideration there. I mean, all three of those guys I feel like are in that next tier of uh of wide receiver and then i think there's a little a little tear drop there where we have For these sure. like prospective up and comers like Garrett Wilson could jump into that range, but we have to see it first. I hate that the best ball community already had Garrett Wilson up so high. Like the moment ADP dropped, I think he was a third round pick and he's only climbed since. It was just like, we never actually really got a discount. Yeah. We never, we never got to, uh, to bet on the breakout. It's just sort of a foregone conclusion at this point, which means I'm probably not going to have that much because he's going around a lot of players that have already shown it. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm necessarily gaining by by clicking Garrett Wilson at 14 overall, but he's an exciting yeah. player for sure. All right. Well, there goes our first target. Oh, if Bijan falls, I'll take him. Oh no, he's oh, gone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's go Adams. Okay. If I if I was you know feeling frisky and I might take Hertz in round two, then I would go go AJ Brown. But I uh, I as I just yeah. said, I feel a little wary of these round two quarterbacks right now. Because that's the one good thing about Devontae Adams is you don't uh, feel forced into taking Jalen Hurts in the second round if you take <laughs> Exactly. I don't need that pressure. So um, <laughs> this this feels like a pretty easy Jonathan Taylor pick for me. Uh, we can build around JT as our hero running back. Yeah, let's let's push Sounds the button on JT. I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be super efficient this year with uh, with Anthony Richardson. 
so what's your feelings on the possibility of Anthony Richardson stealing some goal line touches from Taylor? Um, I mean, it's, it has to be in consideration. I think Taylor's just going to score so many touchdowns from like 20, 30, 40 yards out that it's not going to matter that much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's definitely a concern. Like we could see it happen, but we also saw like Miles Sanders last season get, you know, nine, 10 rushing touchdowns alongside Hertz. So if it just leads to a more efficient offense and they get more goal line opportunities, it'll all kind of level out. I think. Yeah. I'm mostly with you there. FYI. I just wanted I, to get your perspective. And it'll be interesting to see how the targets shake out. Obviously mobile quarterbacks aren't great yeah. news for, uh, for running back targets. That really wasn't Jonathan Taylor's game before this. That much, no, with, no. So. I mean, it was We're definitely more of a, here. more of an auxiliary aspect to his game. Yeah. So if he can hold, you know, roughly that same kind of target share that he had, which wasn't, world beating and then he can keep that you know high volume high efficiency i think he'll be i think he'll be just fine definitely provide some spike weeks for us got a question in the chat real quick we're gonna get to fancy football garage thanks for being here consider the counterpoint paul we haven't seen jimmy g's distribution of his targets what if adam gets a higher higher target share this mm -hmm. year Diggs and alan is more known safer but not as much upside maybe I think, yeah, I mean, I, we don't know what Adam's target share will be. I will say that based on what it has been, it's it's pretty difficult for it to get higher. Like, he already yeah. is, like, near the top of the league in target yeah. share. And, and a league-leading target share from Jimmy Garoppolo might not be better than, like, a fifth or sixth highest target share in Josh Allen's offense because I think they're going to attempt more passes in Buffalo, and those are going to be, you know, higher-quality passes. So I still think it's super close. Uh, Adams is still one of the best in the game, and I think he'll succeed with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's accurate enough, uh, but it, it, I still lean digs just slightly for that offensive upside. I'm with you there. Yeah, uh, and we haven't and we haven't seen Jimmy away from Kyle Shanahan in a while too, so we, we a little bit of concern. Another another good point. Uh, I think Devonte Adams will be fine. Uh, things will change for him. He had a very high a dot highest of his career last year with. Derek Carr, which was a little bit weird. I think that comes down and he's going to just have more catches, be more efficient, maybe not as many touchdowns, but I think his catches definitely go way up. So we've got our hero running back. So I'm looking at wide receivers here. Mm -hmm. um, Debo Samuel is another one of those guys where I just have like weird vibes about him right now. I guess it's just the quarterback situation. That's a little yeah, uncertain in San Francisco. It's faith right now, but he, he does have like strong spike week potential. I do kind of like Calvin Ridley too. So I'd be content with either of them probably here. Uh, I would have thought about Lamar at 310. They took that decision mm -hmm. away from me, so I don't need to worry about it. Let's uh, let's go Ridley. Cool. I, I like. I, I think Ridley has potential to come back and be what he was before he was suspended. We don't have any reason to believe his physical ability has been sapped. He's still within his prime age range, and he obviously is in the best. He's in the best offensive situation he's been in um, in a while, so he's interesting to me. Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping Amari Cooper would last. I don't know how you feel about I, Cooper, but I, I, I would have gone Cooper. Yeah, the thing about Cooper and Ridley is that they're both have quarterbacks we can plan towards after this. But okay, yeah, that that too. I I will say um, this is my least favorite place in the draft. I will take. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I I honestly just choose randomly each time. Let's go Christian Watson this time. Give ourselves a lot that's, of neat that's stacking where I tend options. To go just because of his profile. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy scored what seven touchdowns in seven weeks last year. Like we know he has big playability in best ball. I don't need him to be consistent. I just need him to make some some big plays and have some boom weeks. And I don't like DJ Moore in the Chicago offense. Like I don't think I think he's gonna be that guy that's like wide receiver 
24 to 36 every week and not really have a lot of big games. Um, mm-hmm. Hopkins has a concerning quarterback situation. Obviously, we don't know when Kyler's going to be back. And then Mike Williams is like massively overlapping with Quentin Johnson's skill set at this point. And so I'm fine drafting him, but that is a little bit of pause for me. I like, I feel like I'm only going to take Williams if I'm planning to sack him with Herbert. Otherwise, I'm not that interested. So, yeah, I, I take a lot of Christian Watson there just because all the things that you basically just said. And then I also have taken plenty of DJ Moore when I take Justin Fields just for this day. It just at least gives me a reason to like a good reason to take a player in that section that yeah. out of these players where I just don't feel that great about. Right. And well, and also like if Justin Fields takes that step forward that we're expecting, it's going to be because of DJ Moore, right? We've seen it with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. We've seen it with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. I don't think that he's going to make that kind of a leap, but if he does make that kind of a leap, it's going to be like with DJ Moore in tow, right? So if you want to make that bet, you might as well make it jointly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I support it in terms of stacking. That's the thing about these tournaments. It's like, I can have positions, but none of them are that strong because it's like anything can happen really. And there are like, I want some exposure to most possibilities. There aren't a lot of guys that I'm crossing off my board. I will say round four, Kenneth Walker is about as close to off my board as I can get. Like, I'm not going to be taking him there unless he drops significantly. I would rather take Zach Charbonnet like four or five rounds later. Okay. Um, Talk to me about that because that's, I think that's, that is a strong take. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a like he doesn't profile as a guy who's going to catch passes. Um, they, That's for I sure think at they, this point. they yeah they want to use Charbonnet on third down, so he doesn't have that aspect to his game. And I I don't know. I guess I just have this concern that they're going to like rotate them kind of evenly, or that they're going to let Charbonnet play in some short yardage situations. He he just wasn't consistent as a rusher last year, and I'm worried that he's going to become like a Miles Sanders like highly efficient running back who never actually yeah. gets like a workhorse role. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. it's definitely fair to assume that it is a committee. It's just how much of a committee is it? Exactly, and and I mean he could certainly still get the bulk of the the carries. I guess I'm just not interested in finding out at a round four price. I mean he went here in round five. I think that's a fair place to take him. Um, and I am just now I was just trashing on all the round four options, so maybe I shouldn't be that picky. <laughs> I guess, yeah. but uh, I will say if Kittle comes back to us here very happy to grab him I, I do like to get a good tight end if i can and uh, i think there's a pretty big drop off after darren waller who goes off at tight end seven i think there's a mm-hmm. pretty big drop off in the quality there it, basically a, a drop off that changes the way that i'm approaching the position for the rest of the draft like if i get waller or someone before that i'm trying to pair them with one other tight end whereas if i get someone after that as my tight end one i'm probably going three tight ends would you take Kittle over locking in Trevor Lawrence to go with Calvin Ridley? I think I would take Kittle and just, and I would cross and my hope, fingers because there's only two guys back. between us and one of them has a quarterback. Well, there it goes. Okay. Well, <laughs> why can't we have nice? You things? can still, you can still I'm, try to shoot the moon and, and yeah, pass on Trevor I, right I, now. I'm still going to roll the dice. Although, although we could take Kyle Pitts. Hmm. Let's, uh, let's take shoot okay i'm tilting uh let, let's take seven seconds let's just take lawrence because there's plenty there's several guys okay. that i that i like okay if this wasn't if this wasn't live and i had more time to think i, I probably would have would have decided who i wanted and then maybe gambled a little bit but i think these running backs are going to go here i didn't want them anyway yeah 
I think there's definitely reason to say, I think Lawrence will come back to me here and I should just take someone else. Um, I don't think we're going to lose too much EV by doing, by just locking in Lawrence first, but yeah. obviously the, the best scenario is waiting. And I just new. wanted more time to think about who I was going to take. Honestly, that was the real yeah. reason that I took him, which happens yeah. sometimes in real drafts. And um, obviously you're, you're bleeding a little bit of potential value in that case, but it just depends on who goes. Um, I'm just going to throw out there after Omega's pick <laughs> what, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, let him get this in and then I'll give my thoughts. Yeah. Don't want to tip our hand too much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore and Jacksonville pay, play week 17. So if you're a JK Dobbins fan, that makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty much at market with Dobbins, but I'm kind of feeling this like hero RB, like wait a okay. while and then stack up running backs. And I do sure. like pits here. Um, okay. I like pits here. I, I know that there's a little bit of concern with his, uh, with his offensive situation, but I still think the talent's going to win out. I think Ritter's going to be an upgrade on Mariota for the, for the passing game weapons there. So I like, I like him for the, and I, and I still think he's one of those tight ends that has like a hundred yards and a touchdown in his range of outcomes in any given week. And I don't think there's a lot of those kind of guys. Are you just uh, a fan of like now waiting on QB and just like drafting Ritter late as our second QB and being fine there? Or what do you think? I, I don't think I would wait quite that long with Lawrence as my QB one. I don't, I don't have as much faith in him as I do somebody like, uh, like Lamar or fields. Who's going to have that high rushing floor every week it, with Lawrence and like these more pocket passers. I'm a little bit more wary of those like down weeks where they're not going to throw the touchdowns. It just feels like I need a little bit more firepower to fill in the gaps. So not another early quarterback, but like Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe, uh, well, he's still really late too. Maybe like Jordan love, uh, if he's, if he's there could grab him to go with Christian Watson. Um, so Jacksonville plays Baltimore. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to I have to real quick, Omega corrected me. I'm getting my Florida teams mixed up. Uh, Miami plays Baltimore Week 17. Jacksonville plays um, Carolina okay. Week 17. Well, I will not. I don't know if I'll be doing a bring back from Carolina. That sounds pretty yucky, but uh, <laughs> but maybe. I think it's like, I think it's Miles Sanders. And then, I don't know. If, you, if you're getting real dirty, you can draft out Domingo, which I've regrettably done a couple times just because I yeah. wanted a couple bit of a little bit of exposure just in case i'm completely wrong about him i'm more likely to draft him in best ball than in dynasty that's that's for sure i mean he could walk i mean he could walk into a a significant role right away yeah and he's going really late you know it's it's a lot different to take him in the 13th round of a best ball draft as opposed to like the 201 in your rookie draft you know (laughs) it's it's very different so i'll get some exposure through through best ball if he's there at a nice spot then we could we could look at him um Ben, Let me ben think here. saying uh, Chark greater than Mingo, and I do not uh, disagree. I kind of disagree in the sense that I feel like we've seen Chark be like super duper mid for like four seasons, and like I think Mingo is bad too, but at least I don't know it yet. Um, <laughs> I'd rather just kind of roll the dice, I feel like, on him being more than like Chark. Yeah, he'll probably give me two spike weeks, and Mingo might give me zero, but maybe Mingo can be more than that. I, I don't know. I, I'm not excited about any of them with a rookie quarterback, to be honest. Um, up in four picks. So who do we have? Who do the Colts play week 17? The Colts play, uh, the Raiders. Um, we actually already have the week 17 correlation there from our first two picks. Perfect. I, I, just a week 17 savant. I don't even need to look at the schedule. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's just, I'd like, let's just look here. Um, hmm. Not touching Dalvin Cook with a 10 foot pole. Uh, we already have a tight end. <laughs> we already have a tight end. I think, oh, Jahan Dotson probably would have been the way that I went. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Dotson fan. What do you think about James Conner? He just keeps finding a way. I had drafted a lot of James Conner. <laughs> so <laughs> think, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> I think this is a little earlier than I was maybe thinking to look at my RB2, but I'm not really blown away by the wide receivers. So let's let's go Connor. I do like Montgomery too in this range. Um, I, I like both of them, but when you have the option between the guy who's going to be, who looks like the obvious clear starter and getting every, every touch, you can't take Montgomery over him. Who's, you know, more of the, the reserve role. Yeah. James Connor is going to be featured like crazy. Like there's basically no backup running back in Arizona. Um, and, they basically don't have a good, much to do with their offense. They're going to be terrible. Like we saw this last year once Kyle Murray was injured. Without without Kyle Murray last year, James Conner had seventeen point six half PPR points per game. Yeah, I mean he was he was great. I, I'll express my concern here in a second. I like um, I like Quentin Johnson here uh, as an option because. I just love mixing in a rookie or two into every build because they have that yeah. late season uh, surge potential and he's in a great offense. So let's just add him. I know they played Denver week 17. I'll just try to keep that in the back of my mind. Um, but I, what I will say about Connor is the problem with Connor is that I don't think that he's good anymore. I think that's pretty like most people agree with that. He's, he's, he's pretty washed up. So I feel like there's a little bit of that like Mike Davis potential where we're looking at, well, who's going to get the touches, but then it ends up being a bad offense and some person emerges, you know, Keontae Ingram or some person they haven't put to put on the roster yet, or some UDFA comes in and steals his lunch money. So it still kind of worries me to sure. in, invest in a guy just so, because of volume. For but Mike Davis was season. like a fifth round pick. Yeah. And that's where this becomes different for me. Yeah, I agree. The cost is more palatable. I mean, if you got Mike Davis in the eighth round, you still would have been disappointed, but it wouldn't have been as much of a uh, of a. Wait, of a he had like a, he had a decent amount of like ten point half PPR points per game games uh, that that year. But you're right; it was not exciting at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would say I would argue that in that uh, comparison, there's no one at the talent level of Cordell Patterson on the Cardinals currently. That we know Which, of, right? I agree that we, with you. That we know of. Uh, I think, I mean, we saw Keontae Ingram a little bit last year. I had actually had some high hopes for Ingram because I thought he was a back who, like, could do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. If if there were injuries uh, yeah. mounted up, he could step in and do some stuff. But he, I don't think he looked particularly good. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not even, I'm not a truther for any other running back in Arizona. I just yeah. feel like he's one yeah. of those guys where, like, if they did sign Kareem Hunt, they're both like so equally washed sure. that they could that they could just split touches. Whereas if you know the Cowboys side cream hunt, I wouldn't care less because Tony Pollard is the truth and he's you know he's so good he's not gonna. Yeah. So it's like it's just it concerns me because I don't actually think he's that good. So it makes me a little nervous, but I like the value there for sure. Um, David in the chat asking what's wrong with Dalvin Cook and asked uh, why we're avoiding him. Uh, just all the rumors swirling around that he's going to be a, a cap casualty that he's going to get cut and. Um, his efficiency really took a nosedive last season. So it certainly did. He, he looks like he's hit the age cliff, the age wall, and we have some, some warning bells going off. And sometimes running backs fall into volume the year after that happens. And they're kind of fine for fantasy, but then other times it's just gone. And, and 
you don't get anything out of them because they're just totally washed and they, they they're not efficient. Like Zeke last year kind of hit that wall and you know, it wasn't pretty if he it got wasn't saved for, by one yard touchdowns. I was going to say, if he didn't fall into the end zone every week for like 10 straight weeks, he, he would have been absolutely unusable in fantasy. So there's a little bit of that concern with cook. He's not fallen to a point yet where I feel like the upside is worth the risk for me. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's possible he go like Miami signs him after he gets released. And then you're like, well, I kind of wish I had some of Dalvin cook at the cost he was at. But even then, we're not sure what he's going to be with them. As you mentioned, like this could have been the beginning of the end, but we are watching for him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's just not, he's just, he just doesn't have the juice anymore. Yeah. If Dalvin uh, Cook goes to Miami, I'm just going to be soaking up Devin a chain shares like five, six rounds even <laughs> later than he's already going. Um, because I, I just don't think he has it anymore. I'll put uh, a couple right. picks here. Yeah. We're coming up to the range of the draft where all the good wide receivers are gone. I think the last good one just went off the board. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I am not excited about any of these, but we are going to need more wide receivers. I just don't think I'm excited to add one right this second. I don't like AJ Dillon. Um, Miami plays who week 17 Baltimore. That's who you Baltimore. Said. Yes. I was, I'm looking at a chain here as another running back. I figured you would be. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love like in best ball. Yeah. Let's take him. I, I just love him. In best I know, ball. I know like, you want to do it. So <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I I'm going a little bit more running back heavy than I planned in this draft, but I planned to put to, I wanted to push it a little bit, you know, and see what we came to, came up with. But I like these guys. Uh, ben said, if my enemy signs another running back, I'll cry and do the same thing. Drafting more a chain. Uh, I have 50, 50, 55% a chain in the puppy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you need to draft anymore. That seems like a pretty, that's a, that's pretty a good of, Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's probably that's, good enough. That's conviction right there. Yeah. I just feel like he is gonna have spike weeks. Like that's the thing. He, he's going to make big plays. The guy is electric. The question is whether he'll get the touches, but even if he gets 10 touches a game, he's still gonna have some significant upside in certain weeks. So I, I like him there. And he could definitely be a guy that pops off in the playoff weeks, especially if you see like Raheem Moster get hurt in week. 13 or something and then you know then it's the devin a chain show so i'm a fa- i'll definitely take him over aj Dillon. that's for sure i don't know why his adp is still so high like aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore his contingent upside is significantly lower in a jordan love offense um i'm not i'm not a fan of the the Dillon adp all right back on up okay back on basically, up the top of the board is still the same basically yeah um i'm not taking any more running backs for for a couple rounds here i don't think and I, I Juju's kind of gross, but that offense has like no weaponry in it. They they could be more pass heavy with Bill O'Brien back. I, let's just go Juju here. You know he was good once. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he can he can eke out a couple of weeks. I mean he's definitely not the archetype of receiver that I like in best ball where he is that low ADOT and it's it's half PPR. But I'll be honest, I'm fine with it because Mac Jones is one of my favorite late QBs to draft here. He goes after. QBs that we think have a starting job currently. Uh, whereas Mac Jones, uh, well, maybe some could debate that we think he has a starting job for new England. Yeah. But I I'm, I'm, I'm in on Mac Jones with Bill O'Brien being there. Mac Jones is probably going too late. He's just like the vanilla ice cream of quarterbacks. He's like, yeah. he's just never the one you really want to reach for. You know, it's like, he's kind of he's the one probably you go for 16 points per game, but he's going to yeah. score the same amount of, points per game is a lot of QBs going several rounds ahead of him. 
basically yeah. my only take. I, on I, I think it's probably the lack of uh, of ceiling that people are concerned about. Is like, can he actually win you a week with Tyquan Thornton and Juju Smith Schuster as his <laughs> top weapons? And probably not. But if you have a good quarterback and you just need someone to kind of fill in the edges, um, like we're we're banking on Trevor Lawrence being that guy in the playoff weeks. Right. That's why we took him in round uh, rounds early round six. So we don't really need to take another quarterback that we think is going to be that guy. Like we already have that. So I can understand yeah. pairing a Mac Jones where you're just trying to add a little bit of week to week stability. Yes. That's, that's basically the thesis for me right there. Yeah. All right. So we're coming up again. This is the zone where I do like running backs. I could see us adding a fourth here on this next turn. Um, I do want to touch on the Dalton Kincaid ADP because it's absurd. Um, I tweeted out yes, earlier he sits here that he was that he was tight end eleven, and I, I had to ask the people of Twitter, "Have you all lost your minds?" And, and apparently, apparently they, they have, have because <laughs> dozens of people were in my replies saying, "Not only is that ADP fine, a lot of people think it's too low." Um, Wild man. Wild. Those people, I would really like those people to. Well, they should have seen it because I was I replied to like every single tweet, and I was telling them. Uh, since the year 2000, we've only had three rookie tight ends with more than 650 receiving yards. We've only had four rookie tight ends with more than six receiving touchdowns in a season. None of them have done both. We haven't had a single <laughs> rookie tight end with 650 yards and six touchdowns in a, in a season. I, I don't understand people saying draft him for the upside, draft him for the upside. He doesn't have upside. He, in fact, if you're drafting him, it's more for a floor because you think he's going to get a couple targets a week in Josh Allen's offense. That seems more like a floor to me than a ceiling. I don't think he has a ceiling. Um, I understand the other tight ends in this range are also kind of lackluster, but I guess I'm just not really that interested in betting against history and assuming that this one tight end who I think is a good prospect, but I don't think he's like some generational prospect is just going to completely break the mold of what we've seen from tight ends just because he happens to play with Josh Allen. Yeah, he would have to be the best rookie tight end we've seen, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's what it has to be. I mean, if the whole thesis of taking him is that, well, I drafted Josh Allen in round two, and I think Dalton Kincaid could catch two touchdowns in week 17, that is a perfectly fine reason to draft him. I think it's still high, but I understand yeah. it. But the idea that he has some transcendent upside to be like a league-winning tight end season long, that's ludicrous to me. And that 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 part doesn't make any sense like i get the correlation argument i get the you know you just need one week for it to be worth it kind of thing what if dalton kincaid's the guy you need um but i, I don't think he has like this high this high weekly upside that, that everybody's talking about so i will happily pass on him there um i actually like greg dulcich who's going like three rounds later i i much prefer I greg do, dulcich i'm a dulcich fan i would I I like going early tight end and then grabbing Greg Dulcich as my tight end too, um, and mm -hmm. just doing yeah doing those two tight ends because I think he has a pretty high ceiling and I think it kind of drops off after him. You get into like Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill and that whole mess. Yeah, uh, back up in a couple. Mm -hmm. I'll mention we've got that Jonathan Mingo. I was here. just going to say, <laughs> there's Jonathan Mingo. Are you sure you don't want Adam Thielen? I'm pretty sure I do not pretty want sure. Adam Thielen. He had like the lowest yards per out run in the NFL last season. <laughs> yeah. draft him. Um, I will say I have to shout out. I love Khalil Herbert. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, that is tempting at the top and I'm not, I mean, we don't have to do no, oh, no, no. Oh, Mingo goes. So, Oh, he's gone. Okay. Well then I can draft Khalil Herbert guilt free, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this like is that. that range, that hot spot I like for running backs. Kendra Miller is another good one. I'm not going to draft a fifth running back here, but um, he is another one that I, that I think is pretty interesting. You know, if we see a Camara suspension, 
his ADP is going to jump two, three rounds. Um, so it's one of those guys you could get good closing line value on potentially. Well, I would have gone Shiga Conquo if he came back as our second tight end. That oh, would have been yeah. kind With of fun. Snipe. Yeah. Uh, can you, can I see our wide receivers again? Who do we, who do we have a wide receiver, uh, on our team? Exactly. I mean, Oh, sure. Uh, Adams, oh, yeah. Ridley, Watson, Quinton Johnson. Juju. Okay. We do not have back. a Broncos receiver, so we're not going to take Russ. Um, it's a yeah. little early to go for love, but he might not come back to us. So if we like him as our second quarterback, we might have to take yeah. him now. But you know what? Let's um we could we roll the dice with other QBs of I was gonna say we could take Dobbs and then we could roll it, we could get the double stack. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's see it. if he comes back around. Shoot the moon. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? Who's who's reaching on Jordan Love? Come on. You don't even have you, <laughs> no, you don't right. have you don't have any of his receivers. Who's gonna draft naked Jordan Love ahead of ADP? Ben was hoping for some Kendra Miller and then uh Omega King got it. <laughs> uh that's my fault. That's my fault. I apologize. I should be uh keeping yeah. it on the down low for you. Uh looks like we've we've moved past all of the wide receivers that are legitimately draftable. Uh we've got KJ Osborne on the board here. We've got Yeah, it's it's rough, DJ which is Clark. why you need those early ones. Exactly. I feel like we've built a pretty solid wide receiver core. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have four guys I feel pretty good about and two guys that should at least get regular targets, which is yeah. good enough. Um, if love comes back to us, then I'm going to feel pretty good about what we've built so far, even though I'm not even a big, I'm not a huge Jordan love believer. Like I think it's important in best ball to divorce your, your dynasty takes from your seasonal takes. Like, yeah, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't believe in love as a, as like a long-term dynasty asset, but drafting him in best ball is like kind of a hedge against that. I guess like if I don't have any Jordan love and he blows up, at least he helped my best ball teams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a ton of faith that he's going to be good. Um, but I do kind of just look around, look at the talent around him, which is pretty good. I think sitting three years behind, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you've got to get something by osmosis out of that. I would have to think. So, like, yeah, I, I am, like, cautiously taking some shares, especially because, as we mentioned before, when we took Christian Watson, like, we're kind of, that's kind of one of the default players that we want to take out of there just because his profile. And so because of that, I kind of have to have some faith in some Jordan Love and, and taking some, you know, because of that. Exactly. And yeah, you have to tell yourself the story. So if Christian Watson's worth a round four pick, then there have to be certain universes where that makes Jordan Love worth a, a 13th round pick, right? It's it's hard to thread the needle on Christian Watson being like a league winning player and not having Jordan Love along for the ride. So you, you have to be willing to take some shots, even on guys you don't necessarily believe in, um, just to kind of fit within the story of whatever team you're building. So he yeah. fits into our story. Hopefully he comes back to us. It looks like we've got a few teams that already have two quarterbacks. They they really shouldn't be looking. Um, mm -hmm. And again, none of these teams yeah, are going to have... Seven picks to go. Yeah, unless somebody's trying to stack him with Aaron Jones or something. Uh, otherwise, there's there's no correlation to be had. But let me start Three looking at other options just in case. If he goes... Well, I won't say because there's a few people in the chat that could snipe us, I guess. But... Uh, what do you think about just talk talk to me about Roshan Johnson for a second? What do you think about him? Because he's been kind of an interesting discussion piece in the Twitter space. He's an interesting pick, and I think it's because he fills a lot of gaps for the Bears. He's probably the instantly the best third down back that they have, and I think that's gonna like gonna be his 
offensive role early on is that he could provide some value on third downs though that doesn't mean all that much for the bears when you have justin fields who runs so much he also can help on special teams which is another reason why a team like would want roshan johnson i think the talk that he could take over the backfield is just misguided because khalil herbert and dante foreman have been two of the most efficient rushers the nfl has seen over the last couple years they just like roshan would have to be so much more talented than we ever thought for him to start to take those kinds of opportunities away. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I I don't think that he has this path to leading the backfield that some people think, but um, definitely has some contingent upside. I think he'll play on third downs. Our guy is here. The dice roll worked out. Sometimes you got to, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Scared money. Don't make no money. Come on. They got to let it run around the run around the track. We 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 got scared. Well, we didn't get scared. We ran out of time with Trevor Lawrence and didn't shoot the moon. We shot the moon here, which feels good. Right. We we redeemed ourselves. It all worked out. And Greg Dulcich would have been my backup pick there, and he went. So good thing. Good thing we got love. Yeah. Uh, here we need to that. look. So I have taken Donovan Peoples Jones in too many drafts uh, because <laughs> he seems to be the only guy that's around this area this that area. that I find interesting. Just being tied to a an elite quarterback having that field stretching role i still think he's going to be a uh you know a guy that plays a lot in 11 personnel i don't think cedric tillman's coming for his job in year one so i i agree with that i think it's a succession plan for dpj yeah so he's a guy i i do like here i have been getting a lot of him but since your exposures are not the same as my exposures i don't have to feel bad about taking him again uh <laughs> we might as well just we might as well just push the button i think he's the perfect you know wide receiver seven type who could have a a deep mm-hmm. touchdown in any given week. He even had a punt returned for a touchdown last year. So that is a possibility go. for him as well. There you go. All, all the touchdowns count. So, um, all right. So our team, we got two, four, seven, one. We do need to look at another tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did wait a little bit longer at tight end than I typically would try to grab my second, but it, you know, that's just how the board fell. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't love these guys as much because we have the, I, I think I feel comfortable with the two quarterbacks, so we can go three tight ends. I don't ever want to do three of both, but I'm comfortable yeah. going three tight end with two quarterbacks or vice versa. Otherwise, it's just too much capital devoted to a, a position where you're really only starting one every week. Like tight end, you could start two, but you really don't want to be starting two. The, the ceilings are so much lower that if you have a Correct. tight end in your flex spot, you've probably done something wrong along yeah, the way. Yeah, if, if, a tight, if a tight end in your roster makes your flex, you, you probably had a bad week. <laughs> exactly so we don't really we just want a guy that's going to provide a couple weeks where you know kyle pitts has a buy or kyle pitts catches one pass for eight yards because Bijan had 50 attempts um (laughs) so that's that's what we're trying to fill in so there's some guys i like down here later in the draft that we can grab um i would have loved tank bigsby coming back around to us as our running back five but he's gone he's a guy i think I think his ADP is going to rise uh, throughout the summer as he really cements himself as that RB2 in Jacksonville. He's already had some favorable practice reports. Uh, I think he's, he's really, he's really gotta good. He's got to be RB2 for them, right? I mean, oh, if he's yeah. not, that's I that mean, means I, uh, means uh, Bigsby ain't got it. <laughs> yeah, that I, I, I can't name another running back on their depth chart. Snoop Connor, I guess, is still there. Uh, Michael Hastings, Dearness Johnson. But <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, Dearness Johnson. That's right. That's right. Dearness yeah, I, but there. I think that that hype should not still be around at this point. No, Dearness Johnson runs a four. It exists for some people, but it shouldn't be there. Dearness Johnson runs a four seven forty. He's not. He, he's not usurping the backup role from Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby is legit good, and uh, 
and I think he is absolutely going to have a role from week one, not not necessarily a standalone fantasy relevant role, but if ETN were to miss time, I think he's one of the best contingent value running backs you can get this late in the draft. So I've been loading mm-hmm. up in my rookie drafts. He's one of my most drafted rookies, and I've been loading up in, in best ball as well. But alas, nice. he's gone. So can I see the running back uh, running backs available? Because it's it's looking pretty pretty rough at this point. Yeah. Who is there a guy on the on the board here that you lean towards? Because I'm honestly lost. I don't like are Jeff the, Wilson. Are these cause... running backs? Chuba Hubbard. Okay. Pretty easy yeah. That's for me. That's fair because he's really the only other legit running back in Carolina. So you have to think. Yeah, and I think yeah. there's a chance he has uh, enough of a weekly role. Um, that it's possible he could make the lineup just because um, we don't know what's going to happen with Miles Sanders. If he's going to have a full three down roll mm-hmm. or not with the Panthers, if he continues what he's been doing, he won't. And that's what Frank Reich did when he was with the Colts already. Mm-hmm. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if Chuba Hubbard was their third down back. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think it would be funny. Oh, Michael Mayer was who I wanted. Um, I wanted <laughs> to add, I want to add to our Las Vegas Colts, uh, correlation, yeah. but yeah, I think it's funny if Chuba Hubbard is their third down back. Cause I feel like him and Miles Sanders are like incredibly similar players. I agree, <laughs> but, but yeah, if, I mean, Sanders seems like he has bricks for hands, so I could see them using, using Hubbard in that role. Uh, we have to go Josh downs here. I, I think he's fallen far enough past ADP that I'm comfortable grabbing him and I hate all yeah. the running backs here. So <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I haven't gotten a Josh Downs in, and and he adds to our our Colts uh, Vegas mm-hmm. correlation. But I haven't gotten any Downs in rookie drafts. I think he goes a little high oh, for I, my tastes. Oh, see, I I still stayed on the Downs for for rookie drafts mid second. I'm I'm good with. So I have some. Yeah, I've got him. I've got him around like two ten to eleven in my rankings, and he just doesn't ever fall there. I guess I just don't see. I don't see enough of a path to upside where he accrues a lot of value year one, like with a, with a mobile quarterback. And I don't think he's going to play in two wide receiver sets. And so like, even if he's efficient on a per snap basis, I guess I just don't see him doing enough to be like a highly sought after target, you know? So I could probably get in on the ground, get on the ground floor later, but he's a good player. He's definitely a good player. Up in a pick. I can't keep myself out of the dynasty mind. I can't keep myself out of the dynasty headspace. Well, it's no it's always going. <laughs> um, all right, let's get your guy Chuba Hubbard here. Let's let's grab him to be another running back for us because I think he's the best available. Uh, That's also our Panthers bring back for. Oh, there we go. There we go. We got it. We nailed, nailed it. it. Panthers bring back. I we was definitely to... thinking about that when I originally said Chuba Hubbard. We didn't even have to draft Jonathan <laughs> Mingo. Yeah. That's I mean, actually the best way to do it because end of season possibility you know miles sanders gets hurt chupa hubbard leading the backfield i mean this is just right in itself there you go we got we got the we could repeat last year where the uh the remember the seahawks were pushing for the playoffs and then the panthers just like ran rough shot all over the oh, yeah. yards yeah. we could repeat that in jacksonville and jacksonville has to play catch up and then we get lawrence yeah. and ridley three we touchdowns. 200 200 yard three touchdown chupa hubbard yep. game. <laughs> this is how we win <laughs> who knew chuba hubbard skeleton key chuba hubbard is the guy you need in week 17 you heard it here first i hope that's true because i actually do have a good amount of chuba hubbard you know <laughs> in my portfolio. Well, this is how you have to draft best ball it's you just have to kind of let it come to you you know it's like it's like you're painting a beautiful masterpiece you know but you can't you can't force it you just have to sort of let the brush you know move on its own um yeah yeah 
It's, You're just a, a medium for the art. It's a delicate art form. It's very much a best, best ball is a left brain and right brain activity. You know, it's like it's, it has the, the numbers and the logic, but it also has this, this fluidity to it. It's like a poem. Yeah. Am I, <laughs> should I, should I just highlight tight ends at this point? Well, we do need a tight end. I like Tyler Conklin. I like Mike Kosicki. Like is a very, I'm using the word like very loosely. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll say uh, as far as guys four, four, you can draft in, picks. In, in round 17, the, they're guys that I like. Yeah, we need two tight ends. So let's uh, let's highlight those two and hope that they don't get we don't get sniped. How do you feel about McBride? Do you think Ertz is still going to hang around? I, I have no idea what to do with McBride. He was so bad last year, like worse than rookie tight ends should be. Except um, for when it mattered most. That's true. He had one. He did have one good game. Week 17. Um, yeah. Helped Omega in the chat and in the draft to get eighth place in the puppy last year. Wow. Well, maybe we need to keep that good feeling going. <laughs> if my targets go, then then we'll we'll queue him up because he has more upside than the rest of these guys. You know, Ertz coming off an ACL tear at, at over the age 30. It, yeah, I, can't, I just can't see why Arizona would want Ertz at all to, because they're going to be bad. Yeah. Ertz does not help. It does nothing for them if, if Ertz plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might as well see what you have in McBride. You spent a second round pick on him. He had a good profile. If he's good, um, I mean, he, he can definitely blow past this ADP. Like, he can definitely be way better than tight end 27. He probably doesn't have a ton of upside until late in the season when Kyler's back, but that's when you're yeah. going to want him. So, yeah, I think he's worth a shot here. Better than uh, better than Jelani Woods, better than rookie Luke Musgrave, better than backup Isaiah Likely. I mean... I understand the case for likely. Like if you took a, like a Lamar stack and you don't get Andrews, that's an interesting mm -hmm. way to kind of sneak in that week 17 possibility. If Andrews is out for whatever reason. Um, but I couldn't see myself drafting him otherwise. Yeah. Uh, vaporware in the chat showing up. Thanks vaporware. He's basically here every week. So I appreciate you. How you doing? Yeah. We're just getting finished drafting the uh, winning entry to the puppy. So yeah, it's, it's if, a good time. In case you didn't know, Chupa Hubbard is how you win. Yeah, you heard it here first. It's going to be Chuba Hubbard. Oh, that's one of our guys, isn't it? The guy who took Conklin. He's he's in the stream. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have. We should have been quiet. Disrespectful. Should have been queuing. All right, let's take uh, let's take a sicky. I guess we have two Patriots pass catchers. That's kind of disgusting, but it is what it is. <laughs> Someone's going to have to catch touchdowns for them, right? Exactly. Who who do they play week seventeen? The Bills. Okay. Well, at least they're going to have to keep up. You know, so. That's yeah. that's what we tell ourselves. One of those guys is going to catch two touchdowns in week 17. And then we'll grab uh we'll grab Trey McBride here and round it out if he does come back. I would have to imagine. We're going to get two McBrides within two picks of each other. How about that? Dwayne McBride and Trey McBride. Yeah, not bad. Okay, so there we are. There Trevor we have Lawrence, it. Jordan Love at QB. Jonathan Taylor, James Conner, Devin Chain, Khalil Herbert, Chuba Hubbard. At running back, at wide receiver, we've got Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, Quentin Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Romeo Dubs, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Josh Downs, and fishing up a tight end, Kyle Pitts, Mike Kosicki, Trey McBride. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I I got a little nervous in the middle that we weren't going to be able to bring it home, but I think I like the guys we got. I think we got some good uh, prices on them, and I think it's well-balanced. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I think I think this was a really good draft. Honestly, <laughs> we just need Jordan super, Love to I'm, be good. I, I'm really excited about this one, especially if Pitts ends up being good. Oh yeah, yeah. Pitts Pitts is a huge factor here, obviously, because we waited so long on the other tight ends. Like we need Pitts to pan out. But 
you know, when you draft a tight end in the first six rounds, you're 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 placing that bet on him working yeah. out. You you don't need to. There's no need trying to like insulate it on the back end. That sort of defeats the purpose of tournaments, right? If we 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 got to go bold. Uh, so we're all in on Pitts. We're all in yeah. on Jordan Love and the and the Packers offense apparently. But if those things fall into place, I think we're uh, we're looking good. Yeah, I think uh, you navigated this draft well, this room well. Um, we didn't fall into any trap where we felt like we were chasing anywhere. Um, lucked in, well, I don't want to say lucked into, planned accordingly for the stacks, which is nice. Uh, definitely planned on having Chuba Hubbard as the bring back for Jacksonville all along. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a like a Christopher Nolan esque twist that you guys weren't yeah. expecting. It just really came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was thing. That was good. Uh, I, I mean, I think I need a co-pilot for all my drafts moving forward. I think that was very helpful. <laughs> Talk yeah. me through all the matchups to remind me about guys that I've just forgotten exist, like Chuba Hubbard. I think uh, I think that's that's how I'm going to do it from now on. I think I'll really improve my EV. And unfortunately, all the money I'll have to pay for that assistant is going to be, you know, all my winnings, but it might be worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it always feels good to draft the tournament winning team. Are people like still drafting Allen Robinson in the year 2023? Just let it go, man. He's <laughs> yeah, it's I, over. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even have anything to say. Like it's over. I, I don't think I should have to say anything about that. Literally draft <laughs> anyone else. Like I don't care whoever you want the fourth wide receiver for Kenny Pickett. Who's not good anymore. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the secret Whoever was to be honest with you, but um, well, well, Allen Robinson was good at one point. Kenny Pickett was never good. Correct. I like Desmond Ritter though with the second to last pick in the draft. I think that's pretty solid value. He's got he ran a yeah. four five. He ran a four five forty. That dude, he's got some some sneaky mobility. I actually think Ritter could be okay. Um he I really he didn't put up a lot of fancy points in his four game audition, but he ran the offense well, was accurate, but they more or less just let, you know had him throw 20 times a game while he kept mm-hmm. handing it off, which was probably gonna happen this year too. Yeah. But and I will say that's like the perfect way to build a quarterback room to take Joe Burrow at 47 and then take your quarterback too with your second to last pick. Like that's yeah. how you want to do it in these tournaments. Like just bank on Joe Burrow being that guy, being the QB one overall, and then wait as long as you possibly can to grab that other quarterback because that's that's how you're that's how you're benefiting from the early quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mike asked, uh, tell us what you think of the squad. So I guess let's uh, quickly go back through everybody in the chat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's see who we drafted. Uh, we okay, got so Ben, guys. Hertz, and Daniel Jones. Pretty good. Mixon, Cam Makers, Jarek McKinnon, Chase Brown, Lynn Fournette, Kenneth Gainwell. Then Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, Jameson Williams, DJ Chark, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, TJ Hawkinson, Don Kincaid, Cole Komet. What do you think, Paul? So you have to like the stacks, right? I think. Um, I think the the quarterback room though is kind of that thing that I was talking about where I feel like the benefit of taking Hertz at 22 is that you get to wait a lot longer on that second quarterback and kind of try to soak up value in those, in those middle rounds. So like I wouldn't have gone as hard for my second quarterback with, as uh, with Jones. Um, I would have waited like a lot later to grab that second quarterback. Jones is a guy I like to pair with another one of those sort of middle tier guys, like a Watson or Prescott um, where you can get two guys that could potentially be high end QB ones in any given week. But with Hertz, you already are banking on him being like a top five quarterback week in week out. So it doesn't make a ton of sense to invest heavily in a second quarterback. Uh, I agree with you there. I, I don't really have anything to add. And you drafted Dalton Kincaid. So that kind of feels personal. 
I think it's a fine team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree about that, about Daniel Jones. All right, let's move on to Mike's team. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Zach Charbonnet, Devin Singletary, Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans. Ooh, I like that room. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, George Pickens, Tyler Boyd, St. Jones, Michael Gallup, Darren Waller, and Sam Laporta. Yeah, I like this one. I like this one a lot. I like the running backs that you put together there. You got the two early ones, and then you went pretty late with the rest. I like Bigsby and Evans as, as late guys. Um, I, I think I think this is a, a, is a well-constructed team. I think you allocated the right amount of resources at quarterback where you got Prescott as kind of that second-tier guy, and then you grabbed two late options to kind of backfill. Um, a little shallow at tight end, but, you know, just – having a rookie tight ends are always a gamble. Uh, but Waller has the potential to be that elite tight end again in, in New York. And so if he can fill in most weeks, you should be fine. All right. Uh, yeah. I, again, I don't really have much to add. I think uh, you nailed it there. I do really like the running back room for, for this team. Uh, next up, we got Jeff who says to don't judge my three QBs. Cause you ha- uh, got busy and auto picked Matthew Stafford on this team. That happened. I auto picked because, yeah, <laughs> I had Brock Purdy in my queue in a slow draft, and I ended up getting him fifty picks ahead of ADP because I, I timed Ooh. out. Yeah, so yeah, that was a bummer. So I won't judge you, but I do mm-hmm. like obviously like Allen. I I, yeah. I will say I am judging you on AR though because you made that pick on purpose, and again, it it's just you can't take the second quarterback that early when you're you're investing so much in Josh Allen as a second round quarterback. Like the opportunity cost there is so high you have to try to recoup some of that by waiting on that second quarterback, in, yeah, so in my opinion. Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson, Matthew Stafford, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, Alvin Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, Stephon Diggs, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, Rashad Bateman, Alec Pierce, Van Jefferson, it's a good Greg Delsich, Tyler Conklin, Jelani Woods. Yeah, I yeah. like the running back and wide receivers a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I think um I think Jeff Wilson's toast, but there's not really any good options down there anyway. Um and I I I'm definitely on board with doing that t- three tight ends late build. Like I think that definitely can work. I like yeah. that more than overspending on those like mid-tier tight ends because you feel like you're missing out at the position. Like if you don't get the elite guys, you might as well just wait till the end of your draft and grab three tight ends. You just have to make sure that you've played at played it properly at quarterback so that you can end up with just two. I know that was your plan. Um, but you don't want to get stuck having three of each. Here's what I'll say about Josh Allen and Anthony Richardson together. I think Anthony Richardson is the type of QB you want when you have an elite QB because you expect that elite QB to do the job for you. You want them in your lineup essentially every week. That's what you Mm -hmm. drafted them for when you drafted them highly. So you kind of uh, could just want another QB who could potentially usurp them the kind of QB who could potentially do that is a QB like Anthony Richardson. The issue is his current ADP. Yeah. That's the if thing. He was he's a already rounds later. I wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. The fact that he's already on the fringes of round seven just makes him kind of like un unpalatable for me. I would like to take him with a Deshaun Watson uh, or with a Dak Prescott or even like mm-hmm. a Daniel Jones where you're still getting like relatively stable production week to week. And then you have that potential that Richardson could be the, the week 17 guy that really blows up for you. All right, let's finish up looking up at Omega's team. All right. Justin Fields, Jared Goff, CJ Stroud. Jimmy quarterback. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I can guarantee he's got Detroit players, and that's why 
Uh, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Kendra Miller, Deontay Foreman, Tyler Algier, Dwayne McBride, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Brian Ayuk, Mike Evans, Zay Flowers, Curtis Samuel, Nathaniel Dell, Pat Fryermuth, Chig Aconquo. Love the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, I, I guess my question is like, what does CJ Stroud add to this team? Like, Here's here's what I'm gonna guess, and I bet Omega can can answer in the chat. Is that um, he wa- he felt so good about the way his draft was going, he looked to add a third stack as just the potential of you know if if mm-hmm. turns out CJ Stroud is really good and uh, Nathaniel Dell is part of the you know you know what I mean like if if the yeah. team is so good that he feels like he has almost luxury picks, he decided yeah. to use them to for a third stack. Yeah, I mean, look, I know he knows what he's doing. It it just feels really thin to me, like to, ha- to already yeah, have to already have. Um, sorry, who are the quarterback? To already have Fields and Goff, it just feels like the odds that those neither of those two guys is your highest scoring quarterback in Week 17, and yet the rest of the guys you have on your team are paying off enough that you can win with a CJ Stroud stack. I don't know. It just seems like a very like tough path. And I feel like if you had turned that pick into, um, you know, another wide receiver or like a stronger running back, I feel like that would be, that would have been a slightly, a slightly better move. But I, I mean, I think it's a good looking team. I also want to, would love to get your thoughts on drafting both Detroit running backs. Cause I feel like that's kind of capping your ceiling a little bit. I don't really have much of an issue with it because if, that well, it's not going to have as many fantasy points as it did last year because Jamal Williams had a million one yard touchdowns. But that offense can produce enough points for their running backs that I think it's possible that they, they can work together. Um, if they get used in the way that I think mm-hmm. they can be, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the set, yeah, I mean, Montgomery, he, he's not too cost prohibitive in that situation, and you don't need both of them to be in your lineup in the playoff weeks. Like one of them could pop off and you, now you're guaranteeing you get the best Detroit running back and you know, one, maybe one of your other running backs fills in. So no, I don't have as much issue with that, especially because you're doing like the big Detroit stack. You're basically banking on them being like the best offense in the league, which certainly could happen. You you Um, are right though, that it does cap a certain amount of upside because mm -hmm. obviously they're, they're, they're playing together. I guess part of, part of the doing so. Part of the allure of Montgomery for me in, in that range, because we already saw guys like um, guys like Joe Mixon and guys like, uh, who do we take? James Conner going in that range that already have like workhorse roles locked up, right? So the I feel like the yeah. contingent upside of what if Jameer Gibbs goes down and David Montgomery gets the three-down role in one of the best offenses in the league, that's like a lot of the allure for, of the pick for me. And now having Gibbs, you don't benefit from that because – if he goes down, you've just tanked your, you know, your fourth round pick. And now you're at a disadvantage compared to the field. So yeah, I probably wouldn't take them both together. Just thinking about it more. Um, Omega is saying um, in regards to Stroud and Dell, uh, I would have gone Laporta if he was still there. So all in on the lines, but yeah, just more options. Last couple of picks always wild in that the Arby's and the wide receivers in that range are so meh. That's yeah, I can't argue with you there. I mean, you're not spending a lot to get CJ Stroud and, and the options there are are very, very thin. So the odds that any of those guys were going to be the difference for you is is pretty low. Can't cannot disagree with you there. Yeah. Well, Paul, this was great. It was amazing to draft the winning 
tournament team here with you. That was that was awesome. Um, yeah. Before we get out of here, though, uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, thank you again for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, probably the best team that I will draft uh, this <laughs> offseason. Uh, had some incredible help alongside. Uh, yeah, so all my content is over at DynastyFootballFactory.com. And I have a, a new podcast that just started up a few weeks ago. It's called The Factory Tour, where I just talk Dynasty with another analyst from the site each week. And that's on the YouTube channel. So that's the Dynasty Football Factory YouTube channel. And uh, I've had a lot of fun doing that every week. So that's what I've got going on. I would love for you guys to check it out if you uh, if you do Dynasty as well. And um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Paul underscore DFF. I guess that's on the screen, but I'll just throw it out there one more time. For the listeners out there. All right. Uh, as for me, you can find me at YB underscore FF on Twitter. You can find JWB at JWB underscore FF or JWBFantasyFootball.com. In the description, you can find our Discord and our Patreon if you'd like to support us either way, which we would greatly appreciate. In our Discord, we've been running Dynasty Startup and Rookie Mocks all you know, spring long, but it's coming time. Soon we'll be starting to run those redraft mocks to start getting ready for redraft season. It's right around the corner. I appreciate everyone being here today, hanging out. Everybody in the chat, it was awesome. While you're here, like, subscribe, follow. We'll see you next time.